Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. So here we are, season two. Super excited. It came out, like all episodes for this season, on April 24th, 2019. Episode one is entitled Mercy Part Two, 8.7 rating on IMDb. Mm, And here we are. Yeah. Well, because he visits that word mercy in a few moments. Exactly. So in the spirit of movie sequels, we open with the final scene from season one. Yeah. So basically it's post All Valley Tournament. Yeah. Miguel and Cobra Kai are champs. Sure. And Johnny's back at the dojo when who walks in? Well, Kreese arrives smoking a damn cigar, reminding me of a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie villain. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking cigars. Predator. Yeah, that's what he did. I mean, Kreese is very much like Johnny where he doesn't know what era it is. You know, you don't go smoking in buildings anymore in L.A., in the Valley. You Good just point. don't. <laughs> but he does He does it anyway. And oh, at first he's, at a, he's a silhouette in the doorway. You don't know who he is. But then he comes forward. You see his face. You go, oh, no. Because you know why? Everything is going great right now. Kreese can only make things worse or so you would think at this moment. Kreese is only going to screw things up, ruin the party. And Kreese might be the last person that Johnny wants to see in the doorway. Yeah, well, not to mention he legitimately thought he was dead, right? He thought he was dead. Yeah, so you, you see it's almost like a ghost arriving on your doorstep. And again, which should be a happy time. Everybody should be happy right now. Well, obviously, except Daniel and Robbie. But otherwise, the Cobra Kai should be in high celebration mode right now. Instead, this blast from the past shows up, this ghost, this specter. Yes, and he shows up, and there's a heated exchange with him and Johnny. Yeah. I mean, the last time these two saw one another was the very beginning of Karate Kid 2. Yeah. When he tried to, I don't know if he tried to kill Johnny. Well, he had him in a choke. But he had him in a chokehold. He fought off a couple of guys that tried to help Johnny. A couple of former Cobra Kai students, and trashed his second place trophy. Yeah. That was the worst part, I think. I mean, it's one thing to assault. I guess it's one thing to assault somebody, but then another thing to trash their prize. Correct. Trash what they just won and worked hard for. And maybe remind the audience exactly how Johnny got out of that situation. Johnny got out of that situation with Kreese attacking him, destroying his trophy, by Miyagi coming over and rescuing Johnny from his own sensei. And then he gives him that little nose tweak right the little yeah. nose basically crease attacks miyagi and miyagi has uh i would say cat-like reflexes yes and he puts his fist through two different car windows yes and he's got bloody fist mm-hmm. and then i guess he has crease kind of dead to rights on his knees and he could have chopped him taken him out oh he could have knocked him out for sure or killed him he could have done anything but he chose not to kill him yeah and he chose to pinch his nose and make a honk noise and then crease passed out yeah. In fact, this is a good time to mention what I recently purchased, and that is my Karate Kid Mr. Miyagi action figure. I wanted to show it to you, Jason. Oh my goodness. This with chopsticks? Is, yes, he has chopsticks and he has a little bonsai tree. So this is the single pack Mr. Miyagi action figure made by NECA from the Karate Kid. Have a look at that, Jason. Now I think that it's is fantastic. really nice. I think I'm going to get one for my brother-in-law who does bonsai trees. In fact, I visited his bonsai garden re- recently and I looked around and I said, you need a Miyagi here. I said, Frank White? Larry White. Larry White. Yeah. He has a bonsai garden, and I want to give him one of those so he can have it in his garden. This is really great. You know, I think it's one of the best ones. I think that really looks like Pat Morita a lot. So tell us, where will we see your review? Well, I just did the review of the All Valley Finals two-pack made by NECA. I did the review of that. The views count is going really great. 
And so I may do a review of Mr. Miyagi. Maybe I will. I mean, this is just such a great figure. The clothes are great. The likeness is fantastic. I'm already doing a review now. This figure is beautiful, and I might open it up on the Salvador Los Angeles channel. We'll see. That's really nice. I'm still holding out for the Miyagi drunk outfit. <laughs> oh, where he's in the military outfit. Yeah, the whole bit. That would be good. A little sake. Yeah. So back to present day, Johnny and Crease, they go at it. So Crease says... Congratulations, you did what I always thought you could do. You won. So he's giving him a congratulations and letting him know that I knew you could do this. But Johnny was a previous champion. He was, but he did lose. The last time Their he last lost. interaction was he lost. So now he's back, not officially winning himself, but coaching the winner. And nor did he go back and fight the year after that. No, he did not, right? You, didn't you and research I, that? I saw Karate Kid 3. Yeah. Finally. There is no Johnny Lawrence, so you're right. He lost and then was not in the subsequent tournament, but he was a previous, previous champion. Yeah, so in other words, he could have went back the next year and tried to get his title back. He could have. I wonder why he didn't. You know, it just brings up an interesting point. When you, If you follow fighters, as I do, particularly mixed martial arts, a lot of guys don't come back after defeat. So, Chris shows up. Congratulations, you did what I always thought you could do. You won. So, it's almost like he's giving him a pat on the back at that moment, letting him know I always believes in you. So at that moment, you're like, eh, we'll see where this goes. I realize that I have to approach Cobra Kai with sort of a neutral attitude because people that were bad can become good and people that were good can become bad. So I got to see how this all plays out. Like this, Johnny? Well, yeah. Again, in Karate Kid, you're obviously not rooting for Johnny, but now you kind of are. So I, I, I'm approaching this with an open mind. I'm willing to see what Kreese has to offer, what he has to say, why he's there. I want to know. But, but yeah, they get into a fight. <laughs> but Johnny has obviously a lot of resentment for what happened and how things concluded with their relationship. The last time he saw him was in that parking lot, right? That was the last time he saw him. And he was still a teenager. Yeah. And he's choking him out and smashing his trophy. This is the last memory you have of this guy. So this guy shows up at your dojo 30 years later and it just boils out and they get into it. Yeah. And it's a pretty good little fight. Yeah. It's a real good fight. And I do like that moment where you think that it's all over with. Crease is on the ground, and then Crease says, showing mercy to an old man that's very honorable and stupid. And then he gets, gets him with a kick, gets him on the ground, gives him an elbow, and then they're both laying on the ground. But though he kicked out that cigar, the cigar landed in the trash can, and there's a fire, and then the sprinklers go on. So these guys are laying on the mats, a fire happens, the sprinkler goes on. Talk about a disaster. Probably, this was his first night back visiting, and you're laying with a fire with a sprinkler above you. So that's a sign of things to come, hopefully. Hopefully not. So he did have Crease in a very similar chokehold that Crease had him in back in the 80s, 84. Yeah. And probably could have choked him out, probably should have choked him out, not killed him. Yeah. But released, took mercy, and... Uh, well, he started having those flashbacks. Exactly. Flashbacks to Karate Kid 2, parking lot scene. Although, when I read the book, I had actually read Karate Kid the book. What? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Karate Kid book. <laughs> well, back in the day, before you could go buy the screenplay, yeah. they would release like a book. Really? And I would read those if I couldn't make it to theater on time yeah. or when it came out. So I read Karate Kid the book, and... The ending of the book was the opening of Karate Kid 2. Okay. And I had already seen the movie, and I was just reading the book, and I was blown away by the scene I did not know of. And then when the sequel came out, it all made sense. Interesting. That scene existed. So that was supposed to be in the original. They may have tested it, and the audience didn't like it. I don't know. Well, because certain. it doesn't end on a happy ending. Otherwise, Karate Kid ends on a happy ending. Exactly. Even with sort of a 
peacemaking between Johnny and Daniel. At very, the very brief, end. very, very brief. brief peacemaking. But if you watch the movie again, and we did, and I advise people to check out our Karate Kid special edition episode, which Sal and I go through the great film in detail, but it does end very abruptly. It's like you see Daniel, he's, you know, he's hoisted up in the air, tight shot of Mr. Miyagi out. Yes. And I heard or I read that how it ended on Mr. Miyagi's face, giving the approving smile. People argued about that. The director, John Avildsen, I think that's what he wanted, but maybe some the studio didn't want that. So there was some fighting about that. I'm okay with that ending because if you would have went to that ending in the parking lot, what kind of ending is that? Oh, no, I don't think that should have been the ending. I'm just curious if they shot any of that. And why they were doing Karate Kid 1, before Karate Kid 2 was even greenlit. I don't think so. No, there's a different tone. Well, they look older, but I wonder if there was anything we don't know about. So, there is a director's commentary on the first DVD, Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. John Avildsen, rest in peace. Yes. We lost him a couple of years ago. We're going to go and investigate and listen to the commentary. I'd love to hear the commentary. we don't know. And that is the present I have for us. Okay, because the problem with downloading stuff as we do nowadays, you don't get those behind the scenes. If you don't have a hard copy DVD, you don't get all those little sweet treats and nuggets that you would otherwise get. All right, so great fight. Way to start season two with a bang. Johnny faces his sensei. (laughs) Yeah. And Johnny was able to deal with some demons that have been in him for a long time. Yeah. And as you say... The water is pouring in the dojo. But to be clear, not on fire. No. It was just smoke. The dojo was not on fire. The trash can was on fire, which then triggered the sprinklers. But yeah, I like that. They're both laying there, and then the sprinklers go on, and then it says, it says Cobra Kai. Yeah, Kreese is literally back for seven minutes, <laughs> Yeah, and hell breaks out. Yeah. So now we're at Miyagi-Do Dojo, and Daniel shows Robbie the classic car that Mr. Miyagi gave him. From the 80s. And that is the 1948 Ford Super Deluxe Yellow Convertible. Beautiful car. Which was the car that Daniel's son chose. Oh, yes. Remember, he gave him the option. Choose. He said choose. But Daniel always had his eye on that car. Well, I don't know who wouldn't have chosen the yellow convertible. Oh, no. There was another car. Was there? There was a black car that I don't know the type, but it had my eye. Oh, really? So you might not have chosen that. At that age, though, I probably would have went with the convertible. Yeah. You know, to be honest. Yeah. I think I also liked it. So, And that's also the car that was used in, in Greece. Exactly. All right. So after he shows Robbie the car, it kicks off our first 80s montage of the season. And they're cleaning up the house because it had been neglected after many years. They're cleaning the vehicles. They're fixing a water feature. That was never there before, right, Sal? What, the pond? Yeah. Yeah. There's the pond there. They're putting the bonsai trees on it. What I did find interesting, though, is that if you understand today's real estate market, but also in the Los Angeles and also in the San Fernando Valley, he wasn't renting that place. He could have been renting that place all these years. All these years. Airbnb. <laughs> he could have been airbnb that place all these years. He didn't. It was just sitting there. He's been busy with his empire. Yeah. So how many years later is this? 30? 30 years later. That house has been sitting there well, for no, 30 years. But Miyagi didn't pass away for all of that. So he passed away on the show in 2011. So it's been sitting for... When this episode aired, eight years. Okay, that's different then. Yeah, that's okay. He probably didn't want to deal with it for a while. Yeah. And he'd had two younger kids. Sure. So I get it. Okay, so now's the time. And they're taking off sheets off the cars. But Sal, does it bother you as much as it bothers me that those classic cars are not in a garage somewhere? 
you'd have to have a pretty big garage. At least they had tarps over them. Okay, that's good. But you know there's spiders living in there and maybe some mice living in there. And it is hot in the valley. Yeah, if you know about leaving a car set, I mean, my girlfriend left her car set for several months and there was mice living inside the car or at least visiting because we saw mice poop. So they just visited, pooped and left, but they were hanging out in the frame of this car. So yeah, you got to look out. Look out for that Ford Super Deluxe. I'm glad that they're renovating the place. It is beautiful. And, you know, nothing like a good montage. It can clean anything up. Yeah. And then Robbie takes his arm is in a sling. But after a while, after working for a while, takes his arm out of the sling. He's starting to feel better. Yep, absolutely. So now we're back at LaRusso's. And Daniel's happy that Sam has ended things with Miguel. He refers to Miguel as Mr. Cheap Shop. (laughs) That's right. Where's Sam? She's upstairs torn up over her breakup with Miguel. Mr. Cheap Shop. That's what he calls him. He hates all Cobra guys. And then Daniel tries again to recruit Anthony to train in karate. Yeah. But I think Anthony says something like, are we going to have actual karate or is just going to be cleaning stuff? Exactly. <laughs> so he fails yet again. But Amanda's questioning him, asking, are you sure you can take this on right now with everything you do, with all you have going on? Are you sure that you can balance it all? That's that magic word balance that we always hear in the Cobra Kai universe and the Karate Kid universe. Can you balance it all? Does she say that here? I thought it was later. Maybe no. it is here. It is here. She says, right. can you balance it all? And then I think he responds with something like, balance is my middle name. He says something like that. Meanwhile, not true. <laughs> and then Daniel shares with Amanda just how fixated on beating Cobra Kai he is. Yeah. And you can a... see the disappointment in her. <laughs> yeah, because it's starting all over again. She thought that it was over. Like, oh, him opening up a dojo, getting back in karate is going to be good, a good thing, a way to peace, a way to fulfillment. But no, he still is fixated on using Miyagi-Do to defeat Cobra Kai. Yes, it's a mask to go after his rival more. So we cut to Johnny, who is icing his hand at his apartment post-fight with Kreese. Yeah. And who knocks at the door? Miguel's mother, actress Vanessa Rubio. When you look up all these actors, you find out where they're from. Vanessa Rubio, Miguel's mother, who plays Miguel's mother, from New Jersey. Interesting. So you find the San Fernando Valley has so many roots, or should I say the Karate Kid has so many roots in the San Fernando Valley, but also, I had forgotten, New Jersey. Hello. Where Daniel and his mother are from. Correct. And is she a potential love interest? Or is it no, just I started thinking that. I think the tension is there, but maybe not yet. I mean, you know, she's single, he's single. They both love Miguel. The grandmother likes Johnny. Yeah. And they're having tres leches cake. Three milk cake. So yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what's going to happen here? But then the phone rings. And not just the phone, Johnny's landline. (laughs) Yes. Classic. Yes. And who calls him? It's Crease saying, meet me somewhere at eight in the morning. At Smitty's Diner. Yeah. I wonder what that is really in Pasadena. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah, on Lake. Okay. So he says, meet me at 8 in the morning, and then Johnny hangs up and goes back to eating the tres leches. Says wrong number. Yeah. And they're talking, you know, they're having their moment talking. She's relaying to him how she wasn't really into it at first, but she's, I think, okay with it now. I mean, she did say congratulations, sensei, when he first opened up the door, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she's on his side. Yeah, so she gave him the congratulatory hello. And she's seen the positive impact it's had on Miguel. Having a father figure, she's not blind to what's happening. No. And one thing I also found interesting I hadn't noticed before is that she refers to Miguel as Mickey. Did we know that before? Never. I hadn't caught that before. She calls him Mickey, which she I did. think is funny. So we'll see if she calls him that again or if, or if that name Mickey ever comes up again. Mama calls him Mickey. I'll call him Mickey. Mickey. Nah, I'm sticking with Miguel. I'm used to it. 
Now we see Samantha in her room looking at Miguel's Instagram, which is Miguel underscore Diaz 818. I looked it up. Seems to be a fake account. Okay. Speaking of Instagram, for those who like or follow our show, please go on Instagram and follow us there. It's Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Pretty easy. Yeah. I'll start taking pictures of maybe some of my Karate Kid merchandise. Not exciting. So Sam's torn as she reviews the photos of her and Miguel, and she eventually blocks Miguel. Yeah. Is that cold-hearted? Yeah. I think that's pretty extreme in today's young cyber dating era. That's like the finality. That's it. It's over. What would that be the equivalent of? Crossing someone's name out of your yearbook? I mean, what, what would that be the equivalent Taking of? Taking them off of speed dial. Okay. <laughs> I take them off of speed like dial. a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. And then, where are we? Are we at the restaurant yet? Well, no. Almost. So then Sam switches over and looks at Aisha's account. Mm -hmm. And she's got like a live Instagram yeah. story going on. And the Cobra Kai's are at Applebee's. Yeah. And they're having a celebration of their win. And they're all having nachos, right? They're having celebratory nachos. Victory nachos. Yeah, they're having victory nachos. But Miguel, who should be joining, I mean, he's the number one guy. He's the All-Valley champ. Instead, he's sitting off to the side, checking Instagram and seeing that he got blocked. Exactly. <laughs> he's totally in the dumps. Yeah. And I'm there going, what are you doing, dude? Go celebrate. Hawk is kicking it with Moon. You've got Dimitri there. Aisha, they're having a great time. I like when Hawk said, you're the champ now. You can get any chick in the valley you want. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Any chick that This I is want. the tournament that changes lives. Wow. So when Hawk says that, him and Aisha came over to cheer Miguel up, who's at a different table yeah. across the Applebee's. Speaking of which, Sal, do you like Applebee's? I actually do like Applebee's. As a matter of fact, there was a one time a couple of years ago where I really wanted to visit Applebee's. I'd never been before. I was like, I want to go to Applebee's. I was saying to friends, hey, let's go to Applebee's. And I swear to God, every friend I had, like, what, what are you, are you crazy? What do you want to go to Applebee's for? Nobody wanted to go to Applebee's until I joined the Big Brothers program. I was a big brother. And I said to my little brother, Angel, Angel, would you like to go to Applebee's? And he said, sure, Sal. And I said, here we are. So he and I went to Applebee's, had a nice meal, and I really enjoyed it. I liked Applebee's very much. I had a real nice visit. I do love a good Applebee's experience. <laughs> Growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was Applebee's. Really? Yeah. I think Applebee's was a step above the competition, and I always enjoyed it. And if you go in one blindfolded, you know your way around. They're all laid out the same. I think we had Applebee's here all my life. We just never went. Well, speaking of big brothers, big sisters, I was a big brother, and that's the beautiful thing. You can just say, this is what we're going to go do. <laughs> and they're just yeah. happy to go do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. So we also learned that Hawk's fake ID failed him in this encounter. Oh. Unlike the liquor store. Oh, yeah. I like when Aisha mentions that on the Instagram live. And then Hawk's like, hey, don't say anything. My parents follow you. Yeah. Oops. So now we cut to Smitty's Diner, which we just discussed. It's in Pasadena on Lake, another place that we should visit, another SoCal location. And Johnny's there to meet Crease. Yeah. And Crease was sitting there, ordered a Sanka. Yeah. Red hot. Yeah. He says to the waitress, red hot like you said something like that. Really a different era, Crease. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of thinking that that waitress kind of had a stick up her... I mean, come on. She could have just laughed it off. Instead, she seemed really annoyed. Maybe Crease goes in there often and does this a lot. That's true. I just thought her reaction was like, come on, lady. Like well, She probably gets it all day long. Loosen up a bit. Crease types. But I like when Crease starts explaining brumation, which I didn't know about. So Crease shared that he helped the 
Delta Boys back in 89 in Panama and then get the Noriega. Yeah, help the guys defeat Noriega and then help the SEALs in Afghanistan. And he's hell-bent on running Cobra Kai with under 18-year-olds? Well, he wants to groom them to be soldiers, it seems that's like. That's true. I think that's, now that I'm realizing, I think that's what his motive yeah. is. So he's got some sort of paramilitary, mercenary background now at this point. And he wants to, I think, start grooming the youth because he starts talking about, oh, they got participation trophies. And like, he's one of these guys that's like, back in my day, you know, you hit your kids with a switch. He's got that sort of attitude. That's true. And so he wants to, yeah, maybe groom some of these kids for his bidding. And in Karate Kid 3, which I recently finally watched, that was a plan of his and Terry Silver's was to open up Cobra Kai's all over the nation. Which you and I joked about or talked about. Yeah. There is no one dojo that rules the U.S. No. And it could be Cobra Kai. No, there's no L.A. fitness of dojos. There's no 24-hour fitness of dojos. But I think it would be great. I think the time is ripe right now to make that happen. So their idea back in the 90s when that movie came out is fresher than ever now. Maybe that's part of his plan. Maybe we'll see a Terry Silver who is actually a really good karate expert and very wealthy. But maybe we'll never see him again. We're not sure. Wait. Oh, in Karate Kid 3, you learned this. Yes. I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm way up on you, buddy. I'm very sorry to the listeners. I have to apologize. I have seen the Karate Kid. I may have seen Karate Kid 2 when it first came out many years ago. I've seen now first season of Cobra Kai, and I'm now on episode one, season two of Cobra Kai. That's where I'm at right now. So thanks to Jason, I'm going to be seeing Karate Kid 2, 3... The next Karate Kid. Next Karate Kid. That's one with Hilary Swank, yes? Correct. And then the recent Karate Kid with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. So I'm going to be making my way through the entire universe and, and how we may do shows on all of these. I think that should happen. May as well. Let's do it. While we're here. Let's do it. All right. So Kreese goes on to drop some more knowledge on us. Yeah. He talks about brumation. And brumation, unlike hibernation, because Johnny's like, well, you mean hibernation. No, brumation is like hibernation but it is for the cold-blooded animals like the snakes. So a snake will go into this brumation and be in this sort of waiting period. So Kreese is making the analogy that that's where he's been. He's been in this brumation waiting for the moment to strike and the moment is right now. So he wants to, at the very least, be involved with Cobra Kai, help direct it, or at worst or best, depending on how you look at it, run Cobra Kai again. But Johnny says no. Gets up leaves without even ordering anything yeah he said we don't need you that's it he said you may be right you know your point is you may be right about everything you're saying but we don't need you go open up another dojo Ooh. then johnny walks away and he takes a sip as crease is sipping that i'm thinking he's drinking sanka yeah and what is sanka that's like a fake coffee it's instant coffee oh it's instant coffee oh i'm thinking it was like postum remember postum no postum was some sort of grain coffee substitute like, I was like from World War II where there was like a coffee shortage or something. So here in the States, they're sending all the coffee to the soldiers. So I think here in the States, people started drinking this thing called Postum, which is like a grain sourced, sort of like a coffee drink. So I thought that's what Sanka was, but Sanka is just... Instant. Uh, okay. So you can get it hot or cold, whatever. But it's interesting to order that. Like, why would somebody order that? Because he's crease. <laughs> now we're back at Miyagi-Do Dojo, and Daniel puts up old artifacts... Is Robbie find something from Karate Kid 2? Yeah. Well, because what happens is Daniel is in there doing what looked like katas, what looked like some sort of exercise or tai chi or something. And Robbie sees this, walks in. No, he's putting up artifacts here. No, this is where Daniel is setting up the dojo. But he's not doing katas. Oh, he's not. What did I have? That's later. That's later. 
He, right now he's just put. He's, oh, okay. he's literally hanging something. Oh, okay, the wall. so Daniel's setting up the dojo. Yeah. Robbie arrives. I think it's like Miyagi's room, but I couldn't tell yeah. if it was Miyagi's room or Daniel's old room. But he is like hanging up. Some okay, photos. I got it. And then that's when Robbie picks up the Denden Daiko. That's what it's called. That's that little drum with the little beads on it that you put in your hands. And since I know you haven't seen Karate Kid Two or remember it, that is something that does save Daniel's life. Okay. As he says in the scene. Okay, so that's called a Denden Deiko. And then he sees Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor. And he asks about the Medal of Honor. And then Daniel explains to him that's the highest honor that the military is going to give you. And that was Mr. Miyagi. So this is sort of like he's setting up sort of a shrine to Miyagi, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi is the heart and soul of Miyagi-Do Dojo. Yes. So... I think it's wonderful that these artifacts remain. I think it's also great this house wasn't demolished. Yeah. Or as you said, someone came in and bought the real estate and it's gone. I mean, oh, yeah. Be condos lucky. now. Yeah. Condos. I also love when he goes, Robbie reminds me of a young Daniel at times, young Daniel's son. Yeah. Very inquisitive. Doesn't really know a lot. And he teaches him about the rules of karate. Yeah. They're on the wall in Japanese writing called kanji. Is that kanji? That I don't know. Well, I don't know if kanji is, is just the term so for Japanese, Japanese writing, but it's Japanese writing there on sort of this banner. Karate is for self-defense only. Rule number one. Rule number two? Go back to rule number one. Exactly. <laughs> they intercut a scene from Karate Kid 2. And that's a great sequence when Mr. Oh, Miyagi yes, yes. When it shows it, him. They have the flashback of Miyagi showing Daniel the same rules that now Daniel is now showing Robbie. It's a great moment. And I even like Daniel's line when he says... Really all about that first rule. And it's a nice moment. And you can see these two really bonding. It's very Johnny and Miguel. I mean, I know they're a little behind because they haven't spent as much time, but they're both on the same trajectory right now. Yeah, they're both at a turning point. Everybody right now is at these turning points. Everybody, both Miguel, Johnny, Daniel, they're all at these turning points where you can, you know, you go that way to the right, which is the darkness. You go right to the left, which is the light. You go to the light or you go to the darkness. You choose. Yeah. So I think they're all at that moment now. Yeah, would have been a good title for this episode. Churning points. Okay, so now we're at the Cobra Kai Dojo, and Miguel and Hawk roll up on scooters. And these guys are looking too cool for school. Yeah, I wonder if those are rental scooters. They didn't look like rental scooters, but, I mean, they look like rental scooters, yeah. but they didn't have any labels on them exactly. showing that they're rental scooters. But these are what we see a lot right now going on. All over Los Angeles, I'm assuming it's, it's happening nationwide. Those dangerous scooters. Are those Lime scooters, these bird scooters. And yeah, Hawk and Miguel roll up on these things. And Hawk mentions he's getting his license soon. His mother's going to give him her Sentra. Yeah. And he wants to put a blue tail from head to toe on that thing. Hawk style. Yeah. I like that he says Sentra. Because I have a Nissan Xterra, so I, I have a special place in my heart for Nissans. And I had a Nissan Leaf for a while, so I, oh. uh, I too like a Nissan. I also like electric. And speaking of which, let me just plug, if I may, I have an electric scooter, Gen Z 2.0, beautiful bike, but it's more like a Vespa. Well, you sit on it. A more traditional scooter, but it's 100% electric. So when people say scooter, I almost wish these things were called something else. No, you're right. Like blades or just death traps. It's true. Because a lot of people are going to the emergency room with broken collarbones because they're not trained. No. They're on the sidewalks yeah. spilling into people. My mom is 75. And just yesterday we were talking about these scooters, these Lime scooters. And she says she wants to start riding them. I go, Mom, you're 75. When was the last time you were on one of these things, anything similar? 
And she goes, oh, when she, I was a young girl. Yeah, yeah, in the 50s? Come on. Yeah. So my mom thinks she's going to hop on one of these scooters? Come on. But no, I do agree with you. When I think of scooters, I'm thinking, because I grew up with the Spree scooters. Oh, the, sure. Of course, the Vespas, but also mopeds. Mopeds. We had the Arrow 50 scooter. So yeah, these things actually should not officially be called scooters. Back in my day, we wouldn't have called them a scooter. Remember Devo had their little scooters they were on? Yeah. Remember Devo? Okay. So these guys are obviously champs. And very cocky now. Yeah, and they roll up to the dojo, and there's all these kids wanting to be a part of Cobra Kai now. Well, that's already happened. What? I mean, that has been a theme. Oh, yeah, people wanting to join these Cobra are just, Kai. These are just some new students Yeah, now. but there were other people. There were some there. guys behind. Yeah. But there's just more new students. Yeah, so there's more people wanting to be a part of Cobra Kai. People that have seen maybe the Instagram, seen some of these live videos, maybe the video of Miguel kicking ass in the cafeteria. Oh, now he's champ. Now yeah. he's all-Valley oh. tournament champ. And look what that did to Daniel's career. And life. Yeah. Miguel is in that company now. Miguel can Johnny have a, Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso, yeah. Miguel Diaz. Diaz. Miguel Diaz could have a row of car dealerships one day. Yes, exactly. He is on his way to success. Hawk would be there too. In fact, there was that moment where Hawk might have almost been the champion, but he screwed himself by, remember he kicked the guy in the back? But I don't think he would have bested Miguel. They would have had to have fought, right? Yeah. So now we're inside the Cobra Kai Dojo. And what does Johnny do? Well, they start milling about, ready to start a class. These visitors come in, wanting to join. These two guys especially wanted to be a part of Cobra Kai. And Johnny just comes in and says, get out. All new students. Yeah, all new students. Cobra Kai's closed. Come back tomorrow with your checkbooks. Exactly. Kicks everybody out. And then says, Hawk, Diaz, front and center. Gets them up there and chastises them about the way they handled themselves at the tournament. So they did pussy moves. Kicking someone in the back, as Hawk did. Going after an injury, as Miguel did. Yeah, when he yanked on Robbie's arm. Yeah. So would you say Johnny's kind of backpedaling now a little bit? He's now seen the light, especially after Kreese coming back. Kreese now showed Johnny right now who he does not want to be. Exactly. So therefore, he's kind of backpedaling on his approach a little bit. Maybe, I don't know backpedaling, but maybe it's evolving. Yeah. And he's making a new way of Cobra Kai. Well, you can be tough. But you can fight a worthy opponent. You don't have to be a bully. Yeah. He says to Aisha, if you're a snake and you can either beat up a crippled monkey or a strong lion, which would you rather be? And Aisha says, well, of course, I'd rather be the snake that beats up the strong lion. Exactly. You want to beat your opponent when they're at their strongest. I agree. I don't know who could argue with that. You can walk away from the weak. Yeah. There's no reason to, to get in a battle with someone weaker than you. In fact, you should probably walk away from anybody. But if you have to, in a tournament, if you're fighting someone, I'd much rather go up a belt or fight someone my level or above rather than someone beneath me. Yeah. That's like all sports, though. So, well, it's yes. The, it's the old iron sharpens iron thing also. But so, he gives them a group chastisement, and then he has Aisha then run the class as he has Hawk and Miguel do 50 push-ups on their knuckles. And, let's not forget, everybody's reset to a white belt. Yes. Everybody. That's a big thing. Having trained in martial arts myself and still training, being a youth and having all your belts taken away. Now, I know this Cobra Kai world, they go from white to black very quickly. In the real world, it takes you a few years to make that progression. Yeah. But to get it taken away by your sensei and your resetting would be a hit to the ego. Does that happen? Do they do that? I've never heard of it. <laughs> Can you strip someone's belt? If you go to a new dojo and begin training, you might reset. But no, this is a, this is a different universe here okay. we're dealing with. 
So yeah, he resets everybody at white belts. And no pushback from anybody that we know of. No. And I think much like a good coach or a good leader, if you find the leaders within and you discipline them, everyone else will follow. So Hawk being the biggest personality and Miguel being your greatest student, he can pull them up front and center, make them do push-ups. Who else is going to argue with him? Yeah. You know, Johnny's got him right where he wants him. So Johnny's now in his office and Miguel comes in with questions. Yeah. He's like, hey, what's going on, Sensei? Why are you doing this to us? We just did what you taught us is essentially what he's saying, right? Also. And I got to say, Miguel was pretty astute in his assessment saying, you know, what was it about me hurting Robbie that's changed your view on things? Yeah. At that moment is where I thought, is Johnny going to tell Miguel who Robbie is? I thought he was going to do it, but no, he didn't. It was much like that scene in Samantha's car when Robbie could have told her who his father was, but he yeah. held back. Yeah, there's little moments where you think, are they going to say something? And then, and then they don't. So Johnny says to Miguel, stop whining like a little bitch and get out there and finish your drills. And then they both give each other a little smile, a little smirk. Then they do the bow. And then Miguel goes back to the floor. Classic Johnny. Yeah. So they have their moment where they have the understanding, the common ground at that moment. Absolutely. So class ends. Sam pulls up to meet Aisha, which is kind of nice to see that they're beginning to speak again and build their friendship back. But Aisha can't join Sam because... No, this is hilarious. Yeah, we can't hang out because Sensei wants us to watch Over the Top. Stallone's 87 classic film about a truck driver who is a great arm wrestler. Yeah, the winner of the arm wrestling tournament gets this fantastic tractor truck. Yeah. A classic. <laughs> and Johnny wants to discuss it after the students have watched it. So Aisha invites Sam to hang out. Sam declines. Aisha goes off with everyone else and Sam takes off. But Aisha took a rain check. They're going to hang out. So Aisha can't join Sam now, but you can kind of see that they're reconnecting. Yes. But I don't know how realistic their friendship is at this moment in time. I'd say their friendship's still fractured. Yeah. So now we're at some sort of Home Depot knockoff? Yeah. Some sort of hardware store. But it looks like a Home Depot because it's massive. And I think, isn't the guy wearing a vest? Yeah, he's got a vest on. Yeah. Johnny's getting items to fix what him and Crease broke while fighting. Like a mirror and and some paint. And we meet Raymond, a very energetic and talkative employee. Well, what's funny, what does he see? A Metallica shirt on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Johnny's wearing a Metallica shirt, and this guy's like, hey, 80s dude, remember the 80s? Remember Caddyshack? Like, what? This guy's like going off on the 80s. Who pulled this guy's string? He was hilarious. So while talking to him about what he needs, Johnny oversees, of all people, Daniel and his son Robbie also getting supplies. Yeah, yeah. These are these moments, I mean, almost like when Robbie saw Johnny hugging Miguel now johnny sees his son robbie with daniel at at a hardware store and you know it's sort of like a father-son thing to be at a hardware store together and yet you're seeing your adversary with your son there that was a painful moment i want to see the writer's room with all of these things happening like how far do they have this mapped out because this is really good it's true it's like parallel universe this happens over here but it makes sense and it's happening over here and it's it's a lot it's a lot to take in so Raymond asked if Robbie's Daniel's son. Yeah, he said, you guys look, uh, you have a resemblance. Uh, 
Yeah, in, in other words, that's more of a dagger in, is, in, in Johnny's heart. Totally. <laughs> hey, is this your son? He looks like you. No, he's my son. Shut up. But then, so Daniel, though, I think in this moment did something nice. Right. Hey, I'm going to go pay for these. And then just excuses himself. And Raymond goes off to get Johnny's supplies. Yeah. So then now Robbie and Johnny can have a little moment together, you know, to communicate about whatever. And it doesn't go well. No. Doesn't end well anyway. Because Johnny tries to apologize, right? Yes. I'm sorry. And then Robbie's like, oh, you're sorry. Well, I don't know if I can forgive you now. Because Robbie assumes that he commanded his team to hurt Robbie. Yeah. He said he said something like, I, you made Miguel fight dirty. Didn't he say something like that? Yes. Of what she did not. No. He He's did not, not crease. He did no. not command that. No. But Robbie doesn't know that. Yeah. And then he says something, Johnny says something like, that prick, referring to Daniel. Oh, you're going to hang out with that prick? And then Robbie gets in his face. Mr. LaRusso is a better man than you will ever be. Ouch. Oh. I felt pretty bad for Johnny in that moment. Johnny's regretting this trip to the hardware store. I'm kind of thinking that as soon as he saw Daniel and Robbie, he just should have he just walked out. I'm out. Just walked out. Come back. I'll come back later. It's crazy. So now we're back at LaRusso's. And Sam is in the dojo doing a kata. Mm -hmm. Daniel oversees this. I'm sure he's touched by it. And then he enters, and they have a really nice conversation. A good father-daughter, heart-to-heart, if you will. Daniel tries to relate to Samantha by telling his story of his first love. Judy from New Jersey. He starts telling the story of how he thought she was the one, but then she wasn't the one. And he's just trying to tell Samantha... There are other fish in the sea, basically, is what he's saying. There will be other special people in your life. And it's well said. And then he said, and after Allie, there was another girl. And then there was another one. Because I'm yeah. sure he was in you know, college sure. and post-college. Sure. So he was letting her know that he had a lot of these close calls. And Miguel might just be one of many on that sure. ride. I know it didn't help, but I liked his effort. Yeah, you know, definitely. You can appreciate the effort. But when you're a kid and you're hurting and your parent tries to help you... You kind of blow it off. Do you think Daniel listened to people when they tried to help him when he was younger? No. Absolutely not. No. And then he mentions how he wants to take down Cobra Kai. And Sam says, I don't want to defeat Cobra Kai. They're my friends, or at least they used to be. They're not my enemy. And that was really well said by her, but it's lost on Daniel. But, but Daniel heard something similar from Amanda, right? Amanda was like, what are you doing? Now his daughter's saying, I'm not looking to defeat Cobra Kai. So more than anything in this scene, I think Daniel shares with his daughter, and I believe that it was well-intended, but Sam's blue, and she's done with heartbreak, and you got to get through that. But what she tells Daniel about how she doesn't want to fight Cobra Kai, it really hit Daniel. Yeah. Well, what, I guess he was hoping his whole family would be on board yeah. in wanting to kick Cobra Kai's ass, including his wife and daughter. His son's probably on board, but he's a rubble rouser, that kid. Daniel's son, Anthony, is on board with kicking Cobra Kai's ass, but he's probably the one in the family who cannot kick anyone's ass. Right. So Daniel has learned something by having women in his life. And if his wife and daughter feel a certain way, let's reevaluate this. And hanging on to that hatred is not in the Miyagi-Do spirit. Well, I do admire anyone, in, in this instance, Daniel, who has an ideology and a path, but then someone comes along to, and kicks knowledge, and then they go, hmm, and then you make a shift. 
That's called intelligence. Right. That's called wisdom. That's called respect also for the people you spoke to. So you'd consider their words, even your own daughter. So Daniel's starting to take a turn and maybe realize that his whole life mission should not be about Cobra Kai. And he had an amazing sensei. When I go back and watch any of the Karate Kid films with Mr. Miyagi, you realize just how special he was. Yeah. I would think that Daniel has a little bit more of that, more than Johnny has. Yeah. Daniel should probably come to his senses quicker, more often. Yeah. And not even have the spirit of fighting them, but he gets sucked into it because he's more hot-headed. He's not Mr. Miyagi. No. And Mr. Miyagi had to reel him in a lot. Even when I watched Karate Kid Part 3 recently, you see how irrational young Daniel was. Mm -hmm. So, What was the time frame between original Karate Kid and Karate Kid 3? So Karate Kid 1 was 84, Part 2 was 86, Part 3 was 89. So yeah, five-year difference. He's... Like you said. Well, because he was 17, 16, 17 in the first one, right? Because right. under 18, All-Valley Tournament. So then five years later, early 20s. Yeah. You start maturing, though. You're, I was different at 23 than I was at 17. And he was rebellious, and he did some of the same things he did in the first one. You know, and Mr. Miyagi obviously comes from a very different place, and he has a lot of wisdom. Who was Miyagi's sensei? His father. Wow. So back at Cobra Kai Dojo... Johnny flashes back to early training with Kreese. Yeah, so he's there with Kreese during the Walkman era when Johnny used to like to ride around on his bicycle when his Walkman, when he first discovers Cobra Kai. And he's crying. And then Kreese says something like, what are you crying about? And he says, starts to say something about his stepfather. Yeah. Who knows, maybe his stepfather slapped him around or something, or at least yelled at him, who knows. And Kreese was like, you know what? I had to agree with him for a moment. I had to agree with Kreese when he said, the moment... Those tears start coming out, you lose. And I was like, he's right. He's totally right. But again, Johnny's a kid at this moment. You know, he's a young teenager. So he's like, basically, once you cry, you lose. And I don't want to train losers. Are you a loser? And that's when Johnny says, no, sensei. And Kreese says, I can't hear you. And that's when you start to see the character of Kreese being, yeah, hard on a kid. You start to see the shift in Johnny. Maybe he was a sweet kid at one point. But then Kreese comes along. These people that can turn your pain into your anger. That can be very dangerous. And that's what Kreese was doing. He was turning Johnny's young pain and sadness into anger and resentment. But could be then harnessed as strength. So you can take it a lot of different ways. Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Take your weapon. Strike me down with all your hatred. Yeah. You take someone's pain and you see how can we use this. And in that instance, you can see, well, Kreese has his methods. And that was to definitely come down hard on young Johnny. I believe Johnny was a sweet kid. In those flashback scenes at the dinner table, on his bike, he was just a young, impressionable, young kid. Had a lot of joy. His mother seemed very sweet-natured. Yeah. I believe Kreese had a lot to do with Johnny's behavior. Yeah. I mean, you look at the the two main men in their lives were his stepfather and Kreese. Basically two jerks. But at least Kreese can teach him karate. Just think if Mr. Miyagi had met Johnny as well. Wow. In a different setting. Like, what if Johnny and his mother had moved into the, what is it, Seven Seas? Seven Seas. What if Johnny and his mother had moved into the Seven Seas apartment they could have, right? Without Sid, they would have. Without the stepfather putting him up in Encino, they could have been at the Seven Seas in Reseda. And then he could have met Mr. Miyagi. Wow. Wow. All these what ifs. All right. So now we cut to Miyagi-Do. And Robbie hangs the new logo sign. Looks pretty good. 
Miyagi-Do Karate. Beautiful handcrafted sign. Not sure who did that, but wonderful craftsmanship. And he then sees Daniel doing a kata. Or what he thinks is a kata. Correct. And so Robbie asks him about these katas. And Daniel says, these aren't katas. These are meditations taught to me by Miyagi for when I lose focus. And then Robbie says, did you lose focus? This is where we realize that now Daniel is realizing that he was starting to spiral. So now he had to rein himself in and bring himself back, do his meditations, get back into... They haven't used this terminology whatsoever, and I don't know if they will, nor do I know if they need to, but he's starting to get back into the spiritual aspect of his training, the spiritual aspect of the discipline of karate. It's not just about kicking ass. It's a whole lifestyle. And so he's starting to rein himself in. So he's starting to realize he was going off the deep end. And he says, not anymore. Yeah. Meaning he's not lost focus anymore. He's recentered, And he shares with Robbie the new plan. Yeah. And this is where they walk outside, right? See the work that they have done on the place. And this is where Daniel says to him, the new plan is not to fight Cobra Kai. Yeah. Because that would be vengeance, right? That would be revenge. In other words, he doesn't say that word, but what he's saying is we're not going to seek revenge. We're going to show them another way. Yeah. We're going to teach them. We're going to teach them another way. Wow. And then who joins them? Samantha walks up, ready to join Miyagi-Do. And just like that, Daniel has two students. So we cut back to Johnny at the Cobra Kai Dojo, and Kreese enters to say goodbye. Yeah, he says, just let me say one thing. Johnny allows him to speak, and he said, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. No. And it was a sort of a tender moment. It's one of these moments where you start to think, wow, maybe Kreese is now getting better, being better. Maybe Kreese realized he was going off the deep end like Daniel. Or he knows exactly what to tell John. Well, exactly. So that's where you're watching going, well, what's up his sleeve? Or what's in his bag? He said he apologizes. And then he says, maybe I was hard on you. I was only hard on you because I believed that you could win. You were young. I'm sorry. I repaired your trophy and he pulls out the second place all valley karate championship trophy that he destroyed and it's now repaired and he hands it to johnny oh that i gotta tell you that moment got to me and then he says it may say second place but in my opinion you are always the better fighter oh I'm almost he knew cry. how to get right in there not for a moment unfortunately do i believe any sincerity is coming out of Crease's mouth. I think he wants in the good graces for his own reasons, and he knows how to manipulate someone who yeah. he helped grow and train and mentor all those years. Yeah, I mean, if anything, especially when you heard Crease's story when they were in the diner, after the Cobra Kai and Karate Kid universe, and he goes off on these military tours, comes back, you're not assuming he's now a better man. No. Now. No. And especially when he says, oh, I've seen some things. Like, what, what have you seen? You know, horrible things is what you've seen. I want to be neutral with, with Kreese. I wanted to give him a chance. But yeah, so he apologizes. He gives him the fixed trophy. He says, you know, something like, give me a chance. After he says that, I think on my first viewing, yes, Sal, I wanted to believe Kreese. But he walks outside knowing Johnny's going to follow. And when Johnny says... Hey, wait a second. What does Kreese do? He gives a little smirk like... To, to us, the camera. Yeah, the smirk illustrates, ha ha, yeah. I got him. 
just like a hook. I got him, you know, he's on my hook. I'm yeah. reeling this guy in and I'll be back in the good graces before we know it. Yeah, it's not much different than a lot of like a romantic relationship. You break up with your girlfriend or she dumps you and then you just say, well, I'll just be alone then. And you know that by saying that, she's going to feel sorry for you, give you sympathy. You walk away and she comes chasing you. It's not much different. You're right. He used the manipulation and the strategy. He gives the trophy. He walks out. Johnny comes back, says, hold on. Crease delivers that smirk. And we go, oh, no. What's going to happen next? Yeah, here we are. Season two. Exciting. Well, I'll tell you what I'm especially excited about is that I got my Karate Kid two-pack with Johnny and Daniel. I've got my Mr. Miyagi single pack in his janitor custodian outfit and his bonsai tree. And there's also a Crease action figure, which was a recent Comic-Con exclusive at the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con. Also by NECA. All these figures are by NECA. Is he in a Cobra Kai? He's in the gi? Cobra Kai black. Yeah, well, it's a black gi that looks like Cobra Kai, but I don't think he has the logo on it. Oh. So it's a non-logo Cobra Kai. Is it sleeves cut off? Yeah. Especially after seeing this episode, especially after seeing the return of Crease. I need to get it. And I'm super excited as well because we've brought Crease back. We thought he might leave. And it will be exciting to see if he fits inside Cobra Kai, how he fits inside Cobra Kai, how yeah. will him and Johnny coexist. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, I want to see the two new students, Samuel and Robbie, training at Miyagi-Do Dojo. So I am excited to see how this starts to play out. Yeah, what will be Crease's place in all this? What does he have planned and what will Johnny fall for or allow? Johnny's a man now. He's not going to get walked on, but how much can Crease manipulate him? Yeah. We shall see. Well, we're starting to see. Thank you so much for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and rate us on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. We also want to encourage all of our listeners to follow us on social media at Let's Talk Cobra Kai for Facebook and Instagram and at Talk Cobra Kai on Twitter. And if you have any questions, that's a great place to message us. And by the way, you can also stream Let's Talk Cobra Kai as well as our future shows on our website at justcuriousmedia.com. Thanks so much. No mercy.